Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one joyous page of Talmud every day. And today's especially joyous because today's page, Shabbat 132, talks about Brit Milah, about circumcision. And I didn't think twice before picking up the phone and calling one of the greatest morals of our time, someone I've seen in action bring magic into an already magical day, Dr. Moyle Emily Blake. Hello. Hello. What a wonderful introduction. I'm blushing. So listen, we don't have a baby here and and we can't see you in action, but I do want you to shine some light on this kind of incredible and yet for a lot of people, you know, anxiety producing ceremony. Today's page is all about how Brit Milah circumcision postpones even Shabbat. If you have a baby and you have to do a Brit Milah on Shabbat, you could do it. Before we even get to talk about this, I wanted to take us through the very first step because you talk to a lot of parents and I know that a lot of them are very nervous about the ceremony. I assume particularly mothers are. Tell us what you're seeing and what it is that you're telling parents before you do this mitzvah. Well, I think it's really crucial that you are trying to be gentle and caring with the baby. And I try to let the parents know that by doing Brit Milah, we are not actually adding any additional pain to their son's life. So some people think I shouldn't circumcise at all. And yet the most painful part of doing Brit Milah is not the cutting itself, but is when you retract the foreskin back, when you pull the foreskin back. And if you weren't doing Brit Milah, you would have to do that at some point in order to clean under there. And if you didn't remove the foreskin after you did it the first time, then you would be doing it multiple times. And because I recognize that that's when the baby is most uncomfortable, I know that I'm not adding any overall pain to his life. But the other thing is we can do a lot of things to make this not traumatic for the baby. I've never found a good way to make it completely atraumatic for the parents. But I have found a lot of good ways to make it really not traumatic for the baby. All right. So let's talk about the parents now. With the baby, I trust you completely. I want to know the magic with the parents. What do you say? What is the approach? What are some of the concerns that you hear? How do you handle them? Well, I give them information. So I talk about what parts are uncomfortable or painful for the baby. But most important, what I express to them is that by doing it in this way of having the parents and having the family and having a lot of love surrounding the baby, that the baby will feel less pain. So what the parent is really doing, and this is a wonderful gift that these parents give to their children, is that they are almost literally removing some of the pain from their son and putting it onto themselves. The anxiety that they're feeling, that trepidation and concern, that is them lifting some of the discomfort from the baby. And by being willing to be anxious and nervous and scared in themselves, but not running away, instead, by being there with their son, they are lessening his experience of pain and of fear. So there are scientific studies that show that if somebody is experiencing something painful, and there's somebody with them who will even just put their hand on their shoulder or in some way or another, will comfort them, that they will experience less pain. And that's what these parents are doing for their son. 
So once they understand that their anxiety actually serves a function and the function is that they're making their son's life easier, I think they start to calm down a little bit within their own anxiety. That sounds so beautiful and empathic and open-hearted. Now, because so much of the daf today talks about a bris being on Shabbat, tell me, when you have to perform a brit milah on Shabbat, does it feel different? Does it feel special? Are there any other ritual or considerations that go into it on your end? Well, uh, doing a, a bris on Shabbat feels, in, in a sense, twice as special because it can only happen under certain circumstances. So it's a rare treat. And the fact that it's rare and unusual and therefore special in that way just makes it feel really wonderful. Now, why do I say it's rare? You know, a baby could be born any day of the week and you can do a bris on the eighth day. And so shouldn't it be the same as any other day of the week? But actually it's not. And it's not for a couple of reasons, which are that you are limited in what circumstances you can do a bris on Shabbat. So if somebody had a baby who was too small or sick and you're delaying the bris, well, that bris can't happen on Shabbat. So it's only a baby that is born on Shabbat. Whereas, honestly, a bris on a Thursday or a Sunday or a, a Wednesday, that baby could have been born on a different day and it got moved for medical reasons. By the halakha, a bris for a baby who's born by C-section also won't occur on Shabbat. So that makes it even a little more narrow about how often we get to do a bris on Shabbat. And then the third thing is, if you have a baby, but the mother's not Jewish, but the baby is going to have a conversion, those retote also don't supersede Shabbat and can't be done on Shabbos. Because a conversion has to happen as well. And because the baby's not Jewish yet, so, you know, it doesn't take precedent over Shabbos. And so we lose some babies who are born on a Saturday for not being able to have their bris also occur on Shabbat. And so it becomes just really doubly sweet when we all get to gather. You know, usually we have a nice challah there. You know, it's Shabbos. We're all in that mood. And it feels like it's kind of doubly sweet. Dr. Blake, may you welcome many, many, many more babies into the covenant on Shabbat or in any other day. And thank you so much for being our guest. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for calling me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>